0: Good afternoon, Trash Talkers. Well, after the good news last week of Ledgeco passing the waste charging scheme, now we can start talking about recycling. Our guest today is going to tell us about an interesting pilot program called the Neighborhood Bottle Reward Scheme, which gives cash for plastic bottles collected for recycling. Welcome to the show, Katie Mock from Drink Without Waste Consortium. How are you today? Thank you, Marcy. Thank you for having me. And hello, Trash Talkers. <laughs> well, why don't we um, start with just describing how this new pilot program worked? Right.
1: So the pilot program is really about the activation and capacity building on the existing recycling networks that's comprised of recycling shops, mobile trucks, cleaners and other frontline collectors. So the theory of change starts with the topping up of scrap value of plastic beverage bottles. So about a year ago, me and my colleagues, uh, and Nick, are reaching out to the recyclers, inviting to them to join the scheme. But back then, there were only a few of them collecting plastics commercially. Their main business is around trading of cardboards, metal cans, and other waste metals. That's with market values. So through this scheme, that's actually funded by the Recycling Fund with a $5.6 million approved budget. The neighborhood scheme guarantee five cents for each beverage bottles returned and another three cents for the recyclers as the subsidy for the operation. And then nowadays, 52 recyclers are and over a thousand cleaners and other frontline collectors are participating in the scheme. And this creates a new revenue streams for both the cleaners and also um, the recyclers. And then as the bottles were collected, they were either delivered or picked up by the four fatted processing plants to ensure proper processing.
0: Wow. Okay, that's a lot. So let's try to unpack some of that a little bit, right? So so therefore an individual was receiving five cents for a plastic bottle that they were returning to one of the different recycling points, correct? Yeah. And what were some of the different recycling points then? What would be examples of those recycling points?
1: So our targets focus commercially recycling shops. That usually is uh, at the busy streets that you see them collecting cardboards or waste metals or metal cans. And the other category is the mobile trucks. And you will see them driving around Hong Kong in different housing estates or schools or private properties to uh, provide a recycling service. And then one other very special category we discovered in the scheme is that those, uh, they are also the mobile recyclers, but they also set up in a housing estate near a refuse collection points that is regularly uh, on a weekly basis That set up a booth there and then provide a recycling service for the residents inside the Space.
0: Oh. And and for those were people pretty excited that they were actually getting, you know, money for their recycling versus obviously if you're recycling other objects, you don't necessarily get money unless it's aluminum.
1: Yeah, because for the above categories I mentioned about, they are doing recycling for business. Like they're commercially trading the recyclables. So this must be a market value for what they are accepting so that's why one year ago there basically nothing like uh, no one is collecting plastic beverage bottles commercially and now we are providing the subsidy for their operations then that creates a, a kind of revenue streams for them so that's why they will be willing to also accept plastic beverage bottles
0: oh got it okay and why did the drink without waste initiative develop this Scheme, mm. so like
1: back then, one year ago, we were doing different volunteer schemes. So like LVM program or bin placement, that's uh, potentially targeting consumers groups or more. and then we realized that there is already an existing channels for other recyclables, and that network is highly effective. So there are over 300 active recycling companies in Hong Kong, plus the 400,000 agents, including cleaners, domestic workers and other frontline collectors. So every month they are collecting around uh, 90 percent recovery rates of the waste papers and 80 percent of metal cans. So back then we were thinking about why don't we utilize these existing networks with an aim to develop a cost effective networks as well as to minimize the impacts in environmental footprint, because we can utilize this one existing and then um, to create synergy in also recovering the bottles.
0: And then do you think that this has been an effective scheme for collecting plastic beverage bottles?
1: Yeah. Um, so in the summer, we're actually collecting like over 170 tons collectively by our 52 recyclers uh, monthly. That's around 5% of the recovery rates of plastic bottles Hong Kong territory-wide, given there's 4.9 million pieces disposed in the landfill every day. Mm -hmm. So we also discovered a highly effective bulk collection operation model that's the pop-up I mentioned earlier, that's operating in the housing estates. That usually operates next to or inside the refuse collection points. So that creates a synergy in managing waste as well as the recycling of the materials. Because it's located in the housing estates, it also provides a good amount of population of the residents. And then... They also offer a more flexible, available space when compared to like the commercial recycling shops at the busy streets.
0: Hmm. And what about the community green stations? How do they fit in with all this?
1: The community green stations is actually usually located in a more remote like area. It's not really accessible. Like if the residents in the housing estate uh, want to do the recycling, but the green community network they provide collection of other recyclables, like recovery of other recyclables, so eight types of materials, and that's great if people want to do recycling like just in their housing estates, so our scheme provided and compensates the convenience of the green community network, so providing more. Um, accessible
0: locations. So that's, uh, yeah. Got it. So then, a combination of you're giving more accessible locations and you're giving money means that you're getting a much better turnout for the plastic beverage bottles that are being returned. Yeah,
1: that's our original plan as well. So we hope to increase the rates as well as the quality by providing incentives.
0: Okay, so the program's really ended already, and so it's just a pilot program what do you What do you think what's supposed to happen next then?
1: Yep, so we are wrapping up the program with a consultancy study, so previously, I mentioned we discovered that the successful model of a mirF or like the recycling pop up that uh perhaps in the consultancy study we would like to discover and review the actual dimensions or criteria that needs to uh, fulfill when we want to set up a set of more pop-ups around hong kong like basically in every neighborhood if we were to promote pop-up in every neighborhood what do we need to find out like the space uh, infrastructures etc and because we hope to suggest to the governments that to utilize the existing facilities, such as the refuse collection points, housing estates, car parks, that's to provide a convenient return and material separation points for the residents and consumers. And it could also act as a intermediate consolidation points for greenery community or other uh, recycling initiatives.
0: Okay, got it. Well, it's a pretty exciting initiative for sure. And hopefully on the next round, though, you'd need to get some more funding from the government. Is that right? Yeah,
1: so we are reaching out to both governments and private sectors to see the opportunities in continuing this scheme. It's all about the sustainability of of the scheme
0: right and then so will the new waste charging scheme will that help your efforts
1: yeah i'm sure that that's will be the first mile of everything uh, honestly <laughs> so um yes yeah, so in the waste charging scheme the hot discussion is also uh, about the infrastructure so one of the hot discussion is about the infrastructure so that's why we like uh, our in our scheme the successful model the material recovery facility as well as the pop up will really uh with a great potential of this to both recovery as well as the waste charging scheme
0: well, it's very very exciting so Katie mock, thank you so much for bringing all this to fruition, and hopefully we won't we'll have a lot fewer plastic you know going into the ocean and we can get above that 5% plastic recycling pl- rate, which is still really low, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And always remember to refill your bottle and bring your own
0: bottle. Exactly. Reduction is the key for sure. All right. So the pilot program is over trash talkers, but it's just an interesting look at how, you know, paying for recycling and making it convenient really makes it. A much better option for the community so thank you so much katie for coming to the show thank you marcy you can find all the trash talk episodes on itunes and the rthk on the go app thanks to our partners plastic free seas If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia.